Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome to our daily devotional with um, Amanda. Hello, good morning. And Colin, hello, good morning. Uh, great to have you today. And once again, it's a funny, fine day. A sunny, fine day, a fine, sunny day. Fine, sunny day. Both yes. and today here in West London. So God bless you as you begin your day. Uh, I've had quite an extraordinary morning so far. It seems almost as if it's lunchtime with everything that's been going on. But wonderful time. You know, I enjoy, I know Amanda does as well, I enjoy these evenings where, you know, daylight is, is much longer and in the mornings and get so much more done. And just the sense of God's peace and God speaking to us in a very, very real way. So I've been sensing the presence of the Lord draw near to us. Um, by us, um, of course, I mean myself and Amanda. And, and I, I, I also hope that that includes my team who are directing right now, sense of God's presence. Um, can I have a confirmation in my ear? <laughs> yep, yeah, it got there. It was just a little bit too late, Michelle. <laughs> No, no. But anyway, that's that's fantastic. By the way, what's happening in my ear now, we're going to be showing you um, in Katie, hashtag Katie without walls, all the preparation that's going on. It's absolutely amazing what they're doing. But anyway, yes. So Amanda, myself, close team, but also the church. And this is quite exciting for me. Um, you know, when when God puts you into a position of leadership, um, senior leadership um, over a significant aspect of his work. There, come, there comes with that choice of God. It has to be God's choice. When, when we choose, we make a mess of it. It has to be God's choice. But when God's person, God's man or God's woman, is in the right place, notwithstanding all the weaknesses and frailties and inadequacies that every single person brings to any role or function that God gives us, notwithstanding that, there is a certain dimension of um, something that's plus. It's the plus factor. I don't even know if you could call it the X factor, but there's a plus factor. And the plus factor is God. And the X factor is Jesus, of course. The plus factor is God. And so um, at this great privilege during the night and early this morning to sense what the Spirit is saying and doing to us as a church. And you kind of eavesdrop in, in it. It's like you are standing in the counsel of the Lord. You're eavesdropping, you're hearing what God is planning and what, what God is doing. And it's very, very, it's not, uh, doesn't come always with an incredible degree of clarity, such mm. as when Isaiah, the prophet, was in the, called to the counsel of the Lord and overheard them saying, Who, whom shall we send? Who will go for us? Or other times in the scriptures where these writing prophets, these, these uh, 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 biblical prophets operate, but, but in a much, much lower level, much lower scale, it comes to me sometimes as a faint echo or a sense of 
uh, a sense of the Spirit's presence if we're in a normal way. And I don't quite know how we've got into this this morning, but uh, I'm going to go with it for a moment. But um, <coughs> let, me, let me, before I do that, as I go on, let me just remind you that we are receiving texts and voice uh, texts and uh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp messages on 07570-261-697. Amanda will cover those in a moment. But yes, this, this sense that um, uh, uh, discerning what the Spirit is doing, uh, we're building up to, to this coming Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, Whit Sunday, tonight, prayer meeting, don't miss it. We're going to be seeking God for more of his Holy Spirit. And there are many ways that the Holy Spirit operates. Uh, three main ways that we can think about. He operates with a priestly anointing, a prophetic anointing, and a kingly anointing. And all the time I'm listening and discerning what is the Holy Spirit doing. Um, and what I am sensing for all of us is God is bringing us into a new, uh, a new era, a new phase, a new period, a new season of intimacy. Now this, I don't mean uh, the kind of intimacy that people talk about all the time. You know, if you, people are always talking about intimacy, intimacy, it's a little bit exaggerated. Um, uh, you know what I'm trying to say? Because, because uh, if intimate, intimacy becomes too public, it's no longer intimacy. But there is a secret place in all of us where the intimacy of God dwells as individuals. But what is more, even more amazing than that is that there is an intimacy which belongs to the secret place that we share together as a community. So it's like saying, <laughs> it's like saying where the Bible says you are the temple of the Lord. Mm. So what does that mean? It means you as an individual are a temple for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit dwells in you and me and us individually. But also he dwells among, amongst us. And so the presence of God amongst us, his, it, 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 we are the corporate temple. You, we together are the temple of the Lord and he dwells amongst us. And it's that that I was sensing. Now, I've been seeking God I just this morning, very early, thanking God for the lockdown. Have you, have you got there yet? Thanking God for the lockdowns. Um, I'm not enjoying it particularly. I mean, I love being out and about. I'm not enjoying not doing that. But there is a sense we've been shut in in our lives individually in a kind of secret place, a communion with God. But God is preparing for us as a church a together secret place, a corporate secret place where we dwell together. So when people go and gather unto the Lord in ancient Israel, they would go to the temple or the tabernacle if before the temple was built. And there would be their corporate worship and, and, and they'd be celebrating the fact that God dwelt in the, in the midst of them as a community and as a nation. And so what God is doing, I believe, is preparing our hearts corporately for a new habitation, a new sense of habitation. God has not left and he's not gone away 
Um, as a, as a, a friend of mine uh, who, on the national leadership team has a great sense of humor. Um, and um, David, his name is, and a great sense of humor. And, you know, somebody will make a joke uh, about a mother-in-law or something like that. Um, not, not a rude joke or what have you, but just a kind of a joke that makes people groan. Uh, and David says, oh, come back, Holy Spirit. <laughs> meaning, meaning that <laughs> let's refocus on the Lord. Um, so I'm not saying the Holy Spirit's gone and needs to come back, except that in terms of our experience, there are times when we sense him more closely. And, and this is, he's preparing a place for himself amongst us, that he may come and manifest his presence, that he may come and manifest his joy. And this is why we need to be connected to the community. Now, I'm a great believer You'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> I'm a great believer in seeking God individually for yourself. I'm a great believer in that. But I'm also a great believer in us approaching God as a community. He dwells, dwells amongst us. And that community is, is, of course, all of God's people globally, worldwide. Now, that's a wonderful concept, but it's a bit theoretical. We won't really see it manifested until the final day when all everybody's gathered unto Jesus visibly in that, in that great resurrection day. But before then, what we have is expressions of his community, expressions of his kingdom community. We have expressions <laughs> of, of his body. And there is something very special about that. Now, in doing this, we're very open to what the Spirit is saying to the churches, not just to us. We're not a sect where we just exist on our own. London City Church doesn't mean to say that there's no other church in London City but us. <laughs> no, it's just a witness to a citywide fellowship of God's people. So I'm going to pray into that straight away. Can you join me? All right, let's pray into that straight away before we go any further. And uh, We've been asking God for increased revelation. And, and, and here we go. Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, three very important early morning prayer meetings. Make sure you come, be part of it, or download it later and watch it if you have to go to work uh, 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 and you are being relieved from the lockdown and having to go back to the, back to the workplace. So, so let's pray this morning. Let's pray. I want you to lift up your hearts. Lift up your hearts before the Lord right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the chief promise of the covenant. I will be with you. I will be your God. And you shall be my people. I will dwell in the midst. And I will bring glory to my name in the midst of the congregation. I will declare my name in the midst of the congregation, the community, the gathering. So we create a corporate space for you, Holy Spirit. Not just in our hearts individually, we do that, but corporately. And as we connect with one another, and thank God for these live streams and Zooms and all the things that we have, it doesn't quite substitute for physical contact, but we thank you that it's a pretty good substitute. We ask, Father, that as we keep connected, morning by morning, 
Sunday by Sunday, day by day, through ourselves, that through these Holy Spirit connections, the flow of the Holy Spirit would come to build us together into a holy temple unto the Lord, in which there is the space for the Holy of Holies, for the very presence of God himself amongst us. And from there, from that manifestation of your intimate, glorious, powerful presence, there will flow all of the riches of the benefits that come from the manifestation of your name and of your glory in the midst. Help us, Father, to so delight in you. Help us, Father, to so focus on you and the glory of your name that it will truly be the center on which our lives turn individually, together. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come in a new and fresh way into our hearts, into our lives, into our fellowship. And come, and when you come, bring your glory. When you come, bring your manifestation. When you come, bring your joy. When you come, bring your gifts, the manifestations of wisdom and knowledge, prophecy and healing and miracles and faith. And when, when you come, bring with you, bring with that manifestation, compassion, love and care for one another and for the lost that we might reach out and grow and manifest the glory of your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just wait before the Lord, wherever you are. Just wait before the Lord for a moment or two. In this moment of stillness, let the Holy Spirit pour fresh strength and joy. We call it anointing, the presence of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to different hearts here today and through this broadcast. And some of you are going to rise up and feel an extraordinary, an extraordinary confidence. I mean extraordinary, unusual, an unusual confidence. You're going to find that you have the heart of a lion. And he, he will surprise people because you will say something with such confidence, not with arrogance, but you'll have a word to say, such confidence, and they'll look at you and say, where did that come from? And it'll be like the roar of a lion and when you didn't even raise your voice because the courage and strength comes from within. God is going to give you a new strength and you're going to be surprised as to how that manifests.
and also believe that God is saying he's going to so move amongst us that some of those doubts, those obstinate doubts, and not all doubt is negative. Sometimes when we doubt, it, is, it leads us to stronger faith. But I'm talking about those destructive doubts, those, those insidious doubts that come in to try and corrode your confidence and your faith. And some of it is associated with some of you. It's associated with the accusations of the enemy. And it's like every time you pray, you just hear this condemnation. Why bother praying? You prayed before and it didn't work. Or who, who do you think you are? You, the Bible says you must come, come to God with confidence and with a heart that doesn't condemn you and your heart is condemning you. There's no point in praying, no point in witnessing. And, and, and this is the accusation and intimidation of the enemy. And I come against it in Jesus' name. I destroy it in Jesus' name. And I say, Father, the people of God will have confidence to doubt their doubts and believe they're believing. Something is going to happen where fresh courage, fresh strength, fresh authority and fresh confidence that comes from faith, not arrogance, but faith. And faith is nothing more than clear-headed thinking in relation to the spiritual realm and the revelation and the truth of God. Those things are going to grow. Everybody pray. Everybody pray. More of this, Lord. More of this in people's lives. More of this in people's hearts. More of your strength. More of your authority. Father, we come against the spirit of doubt and accusation and condemnation. And we say God's people stand up today in the strength of the armor of God and deflect all accusation, deflect all condemnation, self-judgment, self-critical judgments, self-loathing, self-doubt, all of those negative things and instead all of our confidence is going to be in you because our strength is in you, Lord. Amen and amen. 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 Well, God bless you. All right, let's see. Let's move on. Have you got some things to share with us? I think there's just one. Yes. Um, this is someone we've prayed for for quite a long time <clears throat> who's been quite poorly all over eight weeks tested negative twice for COVID-19 and has now got a diagnosis sort of through her, um, through her um, uh, hematologist, I think it was. Mm. Anyhow, we continue to pray for her. She's um, giving thanks to God for some answers. And um, so we continue just to stand with her and prayer and thank God for some revelationary answers yes. through the medical profession to what she's been experiencing. Right. And we pray that Father, you just come still, against this still infection. a bit undiagnosed, is it? There's some answers now, Some answers, yes. okay. And there is an underlying infection, so we just pray that God will deal with that mm. together with the medical profession. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so May the 27th, that's today, 1 Samuel 26, Ezekiel 5, Psalm 42 to 43.
and 1 Corinthians 7. Those are the scripture readings today. And um, yesterday uh, I was speaking briefly from Psalm 40. And I want to turn back to Psalm 40 today. Um, What I find almost every morning in a way that's not premeditated Mm -hmm. or contrived. I find that somewhere in this half hour, God drops in his rhema word. Now, what do I mean by a rhema word? Rhema is is a Greek word for word. Logos is another Greek word for word. And while those two words, logos and rhema, can be used interchangeably, in certain contexts, nuances appear between them. Logos can be seen as the complete total totality of God's word to us. And rhema can be seen to be a very specific word that is given for that situation rather like drawing the sword of the Spirit from the belt of truth in Ephesians chapter 6, which is the armour of God. The belt of truth is the general revelation, or the, you know, the totality of the revelation of the truth of God. But from that belt of truth, you bring out a specific word. The sword of the Spirit is the specific word. The sword is that short dagger uh, that's described there, not, not the big broad sword that they used to fight with like that, but a a smaller sword, very, very sharp, and it was very precise. It was for very close uh, arm-to-arm combat. And you bring the sword of the Spirit from the belt of truth, and the sword of the Spirit is God's particular word, rhema, for you. And I, I, I I don't think there's been one exception to this. Every morning, somewhere, God drops a rhema word. And uh, yesterday, um, Psalm 40, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. That was the rhema word. And a lot of people got encouragement from this concept of waiting patiently and what God does when we wait. We wait for him not because he is ever late, um, but often it's because we are too early (laughs) and we expect uh, God to go to our timetable. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. I I love it. Can you imagine who God is? Now, sometimes in a place like this, it is what we call anthropomorphic language. God is described in anthropomorphic human terms. Um, and here it says he inclined. So God is spirit. So this is metaphorical. He inclined. He inclined to me. So it's wonderful that God would do that. So here we are. Maybe we're in a crowded restaurant. If you recall the days before lockdown. <laughs> we had one guest to dinner on Saturday. One guest, we allowed one person in the garden, six meters away. <laughs> Not to dinner, to barbecue. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was. Uh, but in the days before lockdown, crowded restaurants, or in the days following lockdown, 
you know, in a restaurant, people are talking and you're having a private conversation. You have to focus in. And so God will incline his ear. He inclined. He tilted to me and heard my cry. So God bends towards you to hear you every time you cry out to him. Every time you come to him. Almighty God pays attention. Wow. That's amazing. Awesome. And, and he heard my cry. Now, I wonder, Amanda, if you can remember, just, I'll, I'll give you a hint, um, if you can just pick up on this on the story. There was a, a, a preacher by the name of Dennis Clark. Oh, yes, great intercessor. He's with the Lord now. And we, we would go away for weeks of prayer and fasting and intercession. Um, brilliant, brilliant time. We really, I remember many times we were together, Ashburnham and places like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I wonder if you can remember what Dennis Clark said about prayer. God does not listen to intellectual prayers. He listens to the cry of the heart. heart. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. The cry of yes. the heart. And uh, back in those early days, we learned a great deal about how God, how to connect with God. It's a bit similar to the book of James where it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person. The fer fervency. So it's a cry from your heart. And when we cry out to God from our hearts, our, our pr prayers become passionate. They become engaging. Mm. Um, I don't know if you will approve of what I'm about to say, <laughs> if you will understand it, but I never attend boring prayer meetings. Now, it doesn't mean to say that praying is not a discipline, and at times we feel that it's, it's more discipline than delight. Yeah, there are times when we don't feel like praying, but in prayer meetings where it is boring, I don't attend. I will walk out of a prayer meeting and go and see if I can find the Holy Spirit <laughs> because he isn't there, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, or certainly if I can't make the prayer meeting not boring, if I can't inject life in it. And one of the ways of injecting life into your prayer time or into our corporate praying is fervency. It's crying from your heart, crying from your heart. And so it's like, what one thing do I want to see happen? Think about this for them. Let's do a little test. Think about this. What one thing do you want God to do in coronavirus? What one thing? If it comes to you quickly, text, text us straight away. If it comes to you quickly, if not, by the time we're closed, we'll pick it up tomorrow. What one thing? 
What comes to you? Does something come to you to sh- that you can share? What one yeah, thing comes to you? Okay. She says yes, but not to share. <laughs> she, says, she said, not at the moment. She says, very soft voice, no, not to share. But <laughs> okay, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah. What about you? One, one thing. What one thing? What one thing comes to my heart is I want God to get glory to his name through this coronavirus in the church. Glory to his name in the church through this coronavirus. Wow. And that's an intense prayer. And in that way, you narrowed down. Anybody? Uh, yes. People come I mean, in. Two people. It's salvation. One for a son and one for a daughter. Okay. That comes to people's hearts right now. So right, what they're saying is what I want God to do during this coronavirus is to save, to save my family. Family members, yes. Very, very good. And he will get glory mm. to his name that way. There's no doubt about that. And so this is... He heard my cry. He heard my cry. Another one's come through. For my family to all come to love the Lord during this season. Wow. Okay. There we are. And this is the cry of your heart. And that's what God will hear because it's the cry of your heart. So let's let's pray like that. We're going to cry out to God. Now, you, you, you don't have to shout. To cry out doesn't mean to be, you know, shouting. I... <laughs> I'm a bit like that myself because I get, I get excited and I get emotional. When I get emotional, I tend to raise my voice. Um, if I'm happy, I'm, I'm not just happy. I'm happy yeah, and so on. And if I'm upset, I'm upset. I'm not upset. I'm upset. <laughs> okay. So don't worry about whatever your style is and how appropriate it is. But Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we lift up our voice before you and we cry out to you in the midst of this coronavirus. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to incline to us your ear to hear our cry. And our cry is for your honor and your glory and for your, your name to be glorified in the midst of this coronavirus in the church. And especially as these dear people have been asking that you should intervene and save our loved ones and save our families and save our friends. And that we could be, by your Holy Spirit, used as instruments to bring the gospel message of life and deliverance, and healing, and freedom to them. We cry out to you, O God. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Well, our our time is gone, and I only got one more line. (laughs) I'm getting as bad or as good as R.T. Kendall. (laughs) How many sermons has he been doing on Colossians? Many. Many. 20 or more so far. All right. Have a great day. God is with you. Amen. Keep sensitive. Create that space in your heart, in your family, amongst your cell, fellow cell members and also your community because God is going to come and manifest himself in the spaces that we create for him to be the Lord of our lives 
and of our community. And God is going to begin to use us in a way that's going to transcend human understanding and human wisdom. And it's going to be a transcendent manifestation of the Holy Spirit of God. And the glory of God is coming right where you are. The glory of God is coming right where you are. And so now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen.